Would you pray with me, please? Father God, I thank you for this place. God, I thank you for what you have done in my heart already here, Lord. God, I ask that you would forgive me of any sin that would prohibit the preaching of your word, Lord. God, I ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to open our hearts and minds, and that it will be your words that are spoken here and not mine. It's your Son's name we all pray. Amen. My wife and I, we have two beautiful girls, twins. They're four years old, and this past year was their very first day of preschool. And my wife will tell you that my girls have never met a stranger. They loved running into that school. They loved meeting new people. They loved all the new toys that they got to play with. They loved their teachers. In fact, I think, no, I know that it was my wife and I who were much more upset about leaving them at preschool that day than they were about being left there. They loved it. That was not my experience, my first day of preschool. I remember it very well. I could still remember the first time that my mom left me at the school. I wailed, I cried, I was devastated. I was a real mama's boy, and I did not want her to leave. And it wasn't just on the first day. I was upset each and every day for days and maybe even weeks Every single time my mom would leave and drop me off at preschool. Even though I began to kind of get used to the idea of my mom dropping me off, I remember that I would still wait eagerly for her return every afternoon. Until one day, my mom didn't show up to pick me up on time. Sooner or later, each child was picked up one by one and I became the last child in the room and I can remember, I still remember panicking. Where's my mom? And I started shaking the baby gate that held me in until I broke it down and I ran down the hallway to this large set of windows where I could see outside and I can remember searching for my mom's car. The teacher's came and followed me behind. They didn't talk to me. They didn't say anything. They just made sure I was safe. And I paced back and forth at those windows, searching for my mom. Did my mom forget me? Did she leave me? Did I do something wrong? Was she mad at me? I was so young, I I don't recall how long it was that I was waiting for my mom but I remember it being a very, very long time. You see, my mom didn't forget me. She didn't leave me. My father had become very sick and had an appointment with an oncologist at the hospital that very day. And he was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer that day. And that's why my mom was late. My mom couldn't focus on me Because she was dealing with a death-causing, life-suffocating disease. I don't know if you can remember back to your childhood. There's a, a longing and an aching in your heart when your parents leave you to be cared 
for someone else when you're real young. And I work with young people for a living, not quite that young, teenagers. And I've gotten to kind of know and understand many stories of parents running late or parents forgetting. But today, we're not talking about a parent forgetting their child. We're talking about a parent forsaking their child. Something that our culture, whether you are a believer or not, finds unforgivable. Forsaking means to quit or leave entirely, to desert, to purposefully abandon. Just last week, I read a news article about a forsaken child. In Omaha, Nebraska, an 11-month-year-old child was found abandoned in a dumpster. He was wearing nothing but a heavily soiled diaper. His body was covered in filth. He had various scrapes and bruises on his back. His mother had forsaken him. His mother had quit him, deserted him, abandoned him, left him to die in a steel box full of filth. And we hear stories like that and we wonder, how can a parent do this? How could someone intentionally abandon their child to die? I think that's what troubles us when we read these words of Jesus on the cross. In Mark 15, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I don't know about you, but when I read those words, I think something must be wrong here. Something doesn't quite fit right. Uh, A perfect, loving father, God the Father, wouldn't forsake his child. Is it possible that maybe Jesus just felt like God was forsaking him in the midst of everything that he was going through that day? Is it possible that Jesus could have been mistaken somehow? Is it possible that his mind could have been lost in the horror and torture of what was going on in his body? Jesus could not have been mistaken. If he had been mistaken here, then we would wonder what else did Jesus say that he was mistaken about? And the whole of the Gospels would begin to unravel. Jesus was not mistaken. So we're forced to confront the truth. Did God actually forsake his son? Did God actually abandon his son on the cross? How could a good, loving God do such a thing? Because it is certain that God approved of Jesus' work here on earth. And it is certain that Jesus was innocent. And it is certain that he had done nothing to forfeit the favor of God. It is certain that God's own son, holy, harmless, undefiled, and obedient, it is certain that God still loved him. So in none of these senses could God have forsaken him. In Isaiah chapter 53 we read, Yet it was our weaknesses he carried, It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. 
but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be holy. He was whipped so we could be healed. Jesus died in our place. Jesus was a perfect sacrifice for us. Jesus paid the punishment so that we would not have to. And it was in those awful moments that God placed the sins of the entire world onto Jesus. It was the manifestation of God's hatred of sin in some way that has not been explained that Jesus experienced in that terrible hour. God turned away from Jesus as the weight of all the sins of the world were put upon him. Because of our sin, Jesus was experiencing separation from God for the only time in all of eternity. And it was in that, this moment that Paul speaks in 2 Corinthians 5.21. He says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus became sin for us so we could become the righteousness of God. Jesus felt the loneliness and abandonment that you and I know all too well. That sin always seems to produce. Except in this case, it was not his sin. It was ours. Hear this. In those moments, Jesus was forsaken by God so that you and I would never be. He was forsaken so that I would never be. Have you ever felt forsaken in this world? Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever doubted God's love for you? I have. And I'll tell this to you as I tell this to myself. Don't ever doubt God's love for you. Do you know how much God loves you? In that moment, God turned away from Jesus and turned toward you. Did you know that there is nothing you could do to make God love you less? Because when we are at our worst, God paid the price for us. Romans 5.8 says, God showed his love for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. While we were at our worst, he died for us. This means that during the worst thing that you have ever done in your life or during the worst thing that you have yet to do in your life, God says, no, I still love you. I paid a price for you. Did you know that there is nothing you could do to make God love you more? You can't earn God's love. God's love is not based on merit. God's love is not based on what you do. In fact, God's love is not based on you. God's love is not based on who you are, but it is based on who He is. God's love is not based on who you are, but on who He is. 
God's love is based on his character, not our conduct. God's good news is that he loves you on your good days as much as he loves you on your bad days. His good news is that he loves you when you can feel his love, but he also loves you when you can't seem to feel his love. God loves you whether you think you deserve his love or not. God loves you whether you know him or not. There is nothing you can do that will make God stop loving you. In those moments, Jesus was forsaken so that you and I would never be. Will you pray with me? Whether sitting or kneeling today. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who by your death upon the cross before the sin of the world, the pain of our lostness and the judgment we deserved, we praise you for bearing what we could never bear, to win for us what we could never earn, the gift of our everlasting life. Oh, how we adore you for giving us a gift so priceless, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.